three, two, one. Here we go. Good people, welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Let's do this thing, baby. Let's do this thing. Hey, today, we're going to talk about Micah Parsons. He had a career day on his way to NFC Defensive Player of the Week. That's right, the rookie won Defensive Player of the Week. We're going to talk about a subtle move that may have triggered that. And uh, we'll also... Talk about a move that was made at the deadline for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it wasn't a, a trade, but it was a move I think that is noteworthy and uh, that we should talk about. See what it means. Maybe we'll bring them back. We'll see. Uh, also, we'll take a look into the Denver Broncos early storylines. We won't break down Denver all the way today, uh, but we'll we'll get into it a little bit. Just some of the storylines, and of course, of course, phone lines are open. 351-999-3787-351-999-3787. Come on in. Let's talk some Cowboys. Shoutouts are in order. B-Bird, what's going on, brother? He said, I'm listening at work. Uh, 717, my guy, Keystone in the building. Devin, Brandon, Michael, Stevie Mac, the mod God. Byron, CJ, and Kelly over on Facebook holding it down. Malcolm, Dylan, Aaron, Jonathan, Marcelo, I see you. Oscar Parker, uh, Mike Harris, my guy Jacob, Adam, Frankie Franchise said gas is three nineteen in Yorktown, Texas. Man, they, they raising gas prices all around the country, ain't they? Miss Charlene, what's up? Two D two W Stu. Good morning, sir. Hope everything is. I think your procedure is this today. Is it today or tomorrow, man? So hopefully it goes well. Uh, Brandon, what's up, Brandon? He said we. <laughs> My bad if I scared y'all. He said, I thought it said Micah released at first. No, 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 no. Micah has been unleashed. Unleashed. What's up, old head? I see you fresh freight. My guy, Frankie Franchise. I said, Brandon, uh, who else? Prime, Time, Adrian, Aaron, Carson, Alpha Mason, and many more coming through. Make sure if you guys can't catch the live stream here on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter on A to Z Sports Dallas. You do run it back on A to Z Sports Dallas podcast platform. I promise you it's just as popping. But as someone said before, it's not as fun when you're, in, when you're here live with us, man. We have a good time live. I hope y'all enjoy it because I, I damn sure do. Y'all get me through every single morning. Everyone already, we got the phone lines jumping as we get more people coming in. Jackie Flash in the building. William Anthony Rand, Vandrew. Come on through, y'all. Come on through. We'll talk about it today. Um, I wanted to feature Micah today, and we'll get to him. He's going to be kind of in the second block of the show. Let me pull these up a little hot in here, even though it's a dreary day in Dallas. If you're in Dallas, it's, uh, it's ugly out there. Um, Micah was just exceptional in this past game, and I wanted to hear what Coach had to say about him. And Then I found this little nugget uh, that I didn't catch. I didn't catch during the game, and I think it's an interesting thing. And I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, but before we do that, there's some news that happened. There was some news that happened yesterday that a lot of fans of this said player are probably upset. And then 
our guy Matt from South Florida. We'll, we'll, we'll have some fun with Matt from South Florida as well. Anyway, though, let's jump into the roundup. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, stress relief, or sports. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. And, hey, if you have kids, they do have a kids club uh, and, and where you can still get your gym on. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, head on over to Texas Family Fitness in any of the nine locations in the DFW area or hit up TexasFamilyFitness.com. Give me one second here, y'all. I'm trying to, something's going on on my end, but we'll be good. One, one second. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Now we're good to go. All right. Dallas Cowboys were quiet at the trade deadline. Nothing really happened in regards to making a move. Shocked, says no one. <laughs> right? No, Nobody expected Dallas to do anything. Uh, we briefly talked about it. That was the cool thing about having the show in the morning. We had a chance to maybe explore some trade options uh, for the Cowboys. And nothing major, right? Talking about maybe some depth guys, but that did not happen. Um and if you're on Twitter, there was a, a weird trade. People put these things out. They make them look nice, and, and then they get retweeted. But I'm like, bro, why would the Jets do that? Did you guys see this trade going around on Twitter where it was the Dallas Cowboys would get Quinnen Williams? Quinnen Williams and Marcus May, a <laughs> fourth-round pick for Michael Gallup. And I believe KZ in a fourth round pick. Eh, I mean, what? No, they wouldn't do that. Would the, would the Cowboys do that? Hell yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. But why the hell would the Jets do that? So you got to be careful with what you, you put out on Twitter, what you see, and what you take in. That's why I don't like to retweet things like that. I don't like to do that. Oh, let's say. Yes, yes, yes. Real quick. What's up, Montana? Real quick, man. Shout out to the Braves. I, I lost my love of baseball, and it sucks because my Braves finally won a World Series, and, and I'm just not into baseball like I used to. But shout-out to Professor O, diehard guy. Shout-out to my guy Patrick Walker. Patrick no C. Walker, man, a CBS writer. I produce their show, Catch This Fade Podcast. I cannot wait to the next episode. They have a lot of fun on that. Uh, shout-out to Atlanta Brave fans out there. And the reason why I bring it up is because Eastside Herald, who we haven't heard. He's MIA. I haven't heard from him since, what, week one? He also happens to be an Astros fan. <laughs> you got to have fun with him. Um, Anai, Bradley Anai, y'all. This is the one I wanted to talk about to see what y'all had to say. And we'll, we'll come back to Bradley Anai in depth after the roundup. He um, got waived. I, I can't say I'm shocked that he got waived. Like, that doesn't surprise me because he hadn't really been doing a whole lot on the team. And the fit was always iffy, even if we liked him. The fit was was always iffy because he's more of a 3-4 guy. And I know this is a multiple defense, 
but he just didn't catch on. Maybe they bring him back. Yeah. Maybe they bring him back. Do y'all expect? Do you guys expect the Cowboys to bring back Bradley and I? I haven't seen any reports saying they will, but he is eligible to return if he doesn't get picked up on waivers. I think he might. I think he might get picked up on waivers. Somebody has to like what they see. Right, fifth round pick. He has some tools. You know, I don't think he was horrible in his minimal time he was here. Um, but just never got a shot. Just never. I can say I can't say he got a shot. Just never clicked. It just never clicked. So we'll get in in depth a little bit after that. After the roundup. But I can't say I'm surprised. And then finally. <laughs> hey guys, y'all know how we do here. Jalen Smith was released. Yes, it's not cowboy stuff, but it just goes to show for those that was capping for my man. Right. This is now two teams. All right. Two teams. That saw Jalen Smith in 2021 and saw that it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work out. Didn't take long for the Packers. I mean, what, two games, three weeks he was in their building. So one time for the one time, y'all. Let's have a moment of silence for our guy, Matt, from South. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. You just can't get into it because they would never understand. okay Matt it's, it's going to be okay Matt you know he will find another home at some point I promise you he will uh, or maybe he won't I'm not quite sure M- maybe his time is over in the NFL who knows but a lot of Cowboys Nation tried to tell you brother this wasn't 2018 and I don't know if that's coming back great dude though great dude and I, and I do hope he finds a place somewhere uh, because he's a good guy He's a good guy. It's just that I think his time was over as a player. I just do. I think his time was over as a player. And he wasn't going to be a progress stopper to this guy back here, Michael Parsons, because, my goodness, he's balling. He's balling out of his mind right now. Out of his mind. I'm not being savage, Jackie. I just, you know, we got to have some fun with Matt from South Florida. (laughs) See, Nick said, Jalen isn't a special teams guy. Okay, so I didn't bring this up because I didn't really think it was a, is this really a possibility here? But let me, I'll ask, I'll ask out of because, right? Do you entertain bringing Jalen Smith back? I got to ask. <laughs> Super chat. B. Burr said, note to self, don't get on Sky's bad side like Matt from South Florida. LOL. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, it was just nauseating. It was nauseating. It was every time he called in. Jalen Smith's our best linebacker. Jalen Smith is, he could be your pro bowler. You got to keep Jalen Smith. It won't work without you. Shut up. That's what I really wanted to say. I should have just. Shut up. Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something A lot of no's. A lot of no's. A lot of whys. And here, here's the one, though. That I was waiting for somebody to say. Somebody said, with Jabril Cox going down, bring him back. 
Well, that's why I wanted to go out and get somebody in free agency or also off the practice squad or make a small trade. So you don't got to worry about bringing back Jalen. Now, Jalen wasn't released at the time, but I'd rather go do that, right? I'd rather go get Joe Thomas. Jalen was was a great locker room guy, apparently. But the Cowboys are 6-1. They've now won three games in a row without Jalen Smith. How important really was he in the locker room? Nothing is wrong with the locker room right now. I just don't see the reason to bring him back. So, out of respect to the situation, I figured I'd ask. But a lot of you guys are saying no, and I agree. Let Luke Gifford get some tick. Uh, I guess see what Bernard has. Who knows if he has anything, but he could be a special teams guy. I am of the belief Joe Thomas. Someone asked me on Twitter, well, who, Sky? Who would you go out and get? Who would you trade for? Who would you sign the practice squad? Joe Thomas. That's an easy one because he's been here. I don't know other other practice squad uh, players, but because of the new practice squad rules, I would absolutely go get Joe Thomas. All right, let's jump into the phone lines real quick before we move forward. Looks like we got D2 Stu. What's up, man? What's going on, Sky? How you doing, boss? I'm doing good, brother. Uh, do me a favor. Turn down the radio a little bit so you don't have a, uh, a echo for me, all right? That's your speaker. I got the nurse in here taking ah. vitals. I got the procedure later today. My bad. No, you're good. Gotcha. Uh, Micah. Micah. Micah is oh, something special. He's Isn't he? different. Isn't he? He's just different. And we got this kid right now. We're all excited and geeked up. He's just getting started, Sky. This boy just getting going. Uh, all due respect to Jalen Smith to touch that subject. Uh, Jalen is a good person by all accounts. He's a good businessman. He was a good story. Uh, but it was his time. There's a reason the Packers let him go after we let him go. Right. And for everybody out there saying, oh, I'll bring Jalen back, it ain't going to happen. Let it go. No. I, let it go and let's move on with this team. This I'm with team you. is new and this team is special. I'm with, you know what? I'll, 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 give it, I'll give it a 10% chance of happening because it sounded like it was a difficult decision for the uh for the franchise for the coaches and whatnot so maybe they say hey let's bring him back to be a part of this ride uh and it'll be for cheap they're already paying him so would it shock me if they brought him back no i i don't necessarily see the need uh i wouldn't throw a fit though you don't you don't want to bring back the awkwardness that it could be for micah in that locker room for the let for the rest of the locker room that's in there with jalen I see my guy, we still rock five rings in there, shout me out and send some prayers up. Thank you, we still rock five rings. We do. It'll be six sooner rather than later. I love it. I love Put, it. Putting that out there. I'm with you me. guys have a good day. I got the surgery this afternoon at one thirty, so I just wanted to call in. You ain't never going to catch me up early in the mornings. Maybe you will. You got me, Scott. I got nah, you. I know I got everybody awesome. having to switch their time frames. My shows used to be in the <laughs> evening. Now they're in the morning. But I'm starting yeah, to like sure. it, though. I'm actually starting to love it. I like it, but I'm starting to love having the morning show, man. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Just want to remind everybody, don't take anything for granted. Don't take this team for granted. Don't take your family, your friends, your life for granted. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. On the 18th of October, I thought I was leaving the wound care clinic, coming home for Monday night football. I've been in the hospital ever since, and I'm having high-risk stent surgery today. Didn't see that coming. I thought it was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You're not. Enjoy this team. Enjoy your life. Make the best of it. Sky, you're making the best of yours. 
Thank so you, brother. proud of you. Keep Thank you, going. man. My thoughts and prayers are with you, man. I, I sincerely appreciate your support, brother. Uh, stay tuned to the show. Keep it locked. Will do. Y'all have a good one. You too. Let's get our guy Tony from Tampa. What's up, Tony? Yo, what's up, man? What's going on with you? Hey, man, I just want to say good luck to uh, old head and uh, the caller that just called, man. Good luck to y'all on y'all surgeries, man. I just yeah. want to, you know. But uh, man, I'm glad that I'm thankful, man, that I got you like my morning Joe, man, in my practice. <laughs> man. You know, I don't feel Uh-oh. We got Tony from Tampa. But, uh, yeah, man. Your service was going in and out. Let yeah. me get you back. Okay. Can you? Uh oh, you you going under a bridge there, uh, there, Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through a little country part, man. So. Okay. I might need you to come back in once you get a little bit better service. You going in and out? All right, then. Yeah, give me a call back when you get a little bit better service, bro. All right, yep. Uh, let's get seven five seven. Seven five seven. What it is? What it do? Hello? Yep, you on live. Oh, what's up, uh, birthday twin? <laughs> we got another Scorpio in the building. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm cool and cool. I don't want to speak on, uh, it's a, I don't, I don't see no reason for the interview, but what would be the reason? Like, what would be the unbiased reason for the interview? Let me, you got me on speaker, bro, because it's really hard to hear you on, on this, on the speaker if you do. Oh, oh, can you, can you hear me now? I, I got you a little better now, yep. My guess would be for depth. My guess would be because you lost Jabril Cox, um, and you're, so your depth is hit, I guess. You know, Jabril Cox didn't play a ton of snaps on defense, but um, and, and the other part is I guess you can get him for cheaper, but you're already paying him $7 million anyway. So I, I can see the reasonings yeah. on their end personally. I, I'd rather move forward with the Young Bucks, but I can see the reasoning. I guess. Yeah. So how would that contract work? So it would be a new contract, or yeah, like, it'll be you a know new, what I'm saying? It'll be a new contract. That, excuse me. They'll probably would sign him for the for the vet minimum because he's already being paid by Dallas. I think it's like seven million or something like that. So it'll be a vet minimum contract. It'd be interesting. That'd be kind of funny. I have to talk to a cat person because I wonder if he'd be getting paid technically twice, right? <laughs> whatever the vet minimum is, plus yeah. whatever he's owed by Dallas. That's a strange situation, but. I could I could see it. The problem is I don't I don't view Jalen as a special teams guy. So he would come back here and be what? Then your your fourth linebacker. It would be weird, but wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, if you do it from the minimum, I guess he could be a, a little a motivation speaker. But we got curse for that. But I'm, I mean, he might get hype. <laughs> he might get hype, hype up the team or something. But I feel like we shouldn't do it. He's looking good. I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? I don't think it would. Yeah, I would. I would move forward with what you got, man. Yeah, well, that's all I gotta say, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of y'all day. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. You know, that's it. Appreciate it, brother. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool when you get somebody come here. It's also same birthday as you. Appreciate it, man. Um, let's real quick before I get to two hundred one. Let's kind of talk about. A different position, not not linebacker. We we can t- continue that conversation if you want. 
But Bradley and I, we we kind of glossed over it. I want to bring that back a little bit. Bradley and I, did you get? Were you guys surprised that he was cut? I wasn't. I wasn't shocked they decided to move on. I just I didn't think that'd be the move at the deadline. I figured it'd be a different move. Um, I, I don't think. I don't think having that crucial offsides penalty in the second quarter. I think it was in Minnesota helped his his case. Uh, that that sucked. I'm gonna be real with you. I, I said something during the stream, the halftime stream. I said I can't be mad at this team for giving up ten points in the first half when it really should be three. Uh, Bradley and I gifted those guys a first down, so I, I don't I don't think that helped him. I don't think that was the reason that he was cut. But when you got guys coming back from the IR. I think Sean McKeon's likely going to come off soon. If he hasn't, he just got um, Boss Man Fat back. Michael Gallup, I believe, is likely going to be activated soon. Tristan Hill. Uh, so, so you got to make some room. And we talked about this a, a few weeks ago. Somebody somewhere was going to have to get cut. We thought they made all the right moves by uh, IRing Urban, IRing Kennedy. But the Cowboys have so many players on IR that, that, are, that are coming back that they have to make more moves. And Bradley Nye just makes the most sense. When you go look at it, he has 50 total snaps on the season. Um, with the season high of 23, and that came against the Chargers, and that was the game where D-Law, Randy Gregory were both out, and then coincidentally has 50 snaps on special teams as well. But he's more of a figure on special teams. Uh, but the production just wasn't there. We saw we saw the flash against the Chargers, but in total this year in the four games he might have played, two tackles, two pressures. And those two pressures came in the same game and one stop. And he already was, like I said, a, a kind of oddball fit, right? Kind of an oddball fit. So do you even bring him back if you believe he doesn't fit with what you do? Maybe you bring him back, keep him on the practice squad, see what happens. But um, it sucks, though. Fifth round pick, you ate the waste picks. You expect it to happen. No, after you get past the fourth round, uh, I thought Bradley and I would catch on at some point, but he didn't. So... I'm not shocked, but he just never, ever could catch on in Dallas. And now let's look at the DE depth with Bradley and I gone. You know, Randy Gregory, obviously, borderline Pro Bowl season right now. He might not have all the crazy sacks yet, but he's starting to put it together. Starting to put it together. Terrell Basham had his best game as a Cowboy. Even though he didn't get a sack, he had five pressures. You know, a lot of, that's a lot of pressures. So he's starting to come together. And I love this this kind of this brother atmosphere that Randy and Terrell Basham have. Uh, go check. I mean, these uh, so- sounds from the sidelines from the Cowboys. They, they make this season even more special from a fan standpoint, because now you feel like you're you're a part of what's happening on that sideline during these amazing games, during these amazing turning points. But Bradley, I'm sorry, but Randy Gregory and Terrell Basham, I love this little thing they got going on before the game. Let's talk about their wine glasses and things like that. <laughs> like that. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, another guy who I think is having his best year of his uh, career. Not a ton of sacks or anything like that, but he's he's much more of a presence this year than he's ever been. Chauncey Golston, a promising rookie. A promising rookie that I think is just continuing to show you that he's going to be a part of this rotation for at least the next four years in Dallas, at least. 
And then Azor Kamara, who's who's your special teams guy, only snaps he really saw that were significant, I believe, came in the Chargers game when the DE depth was was just abysmal. I think Bash might even have been out in that game. Armstrong, Gregory, and D Law. So that's when he saw some of his snaps. But he's a special teams guy, very raw, very young. And, and I think they saw more upside in Kamara than they did with Bradley and I. And I think that's what it ultimately came down to. Montana, you think Chauncey sucks? I think Chauncey absolutely has some some ability and definitely some ability that you can build on. We got to remember, man, these are these are rookies. <laughs> you know what I mean, it, this is a, a versatile rookie who has flashed this year, who has shown you some pass rush, who has shown you some run stop. I, suck, that's very that's very harsh to say sucks. Um, yeah, but this why I do love Randy Gregory. And uh, and uh, and Basham has always been like that third wheel to me with Demarcus Lawrence, who is on injured reserve. Yeah, Armstrong is coming together. I still wanted to go out and maybe acquire a, a defensive end or edge rush, whatever you want to call him, outside linebacker, whatever nowadays, to add to the depth. So you don't have to rush Demarcus Lawrence back. It would have been nice, but not going to harp on it. Not going to harp on it at all. All right, let's hop into the phone lines. 201, what it is, what it do. Peace, peace, Skywalker. Um, Donahue, man. I, I'm really calling. I had a question because uh, I'm a little nervous about uh, the, the moves that were made, not by us, obviously, but by our competitors. Sure. Primarily, I think the uh, Rams, you know, bringing Vaughn Miller in. I think yeah. that shifted the balance of power in the NFC. I wanted to... Just get your take because I'm still a little nervous about the Rams, but, you know, they got three Hall of Famers now on that defense, and uh, I, I think that that Vaughn Miller trade puts them in a, a super elite defense. They already were elite, but just the depth that they have on their squad, I just wanted to get your take on what you thought, you know, what you thought that how, – how do you feel that affected us? Um, I, I think it absolutely affects the hierarchy in the NFC. They got a really damn good player – who went from having to be the man on Denver to now being a part of the team, if that makes sense, right? Like the pressure is different. You know, they can't send three bodies your way when you got Aaron Donald lined up on you. So I think this could have a, and I hate to say this, but I'm just, I'm just going to say it. It could have a DeMarcus Ware to the Broncos type of uh, feel to it. Where D. Ware here, yeah, his time was up. He was getting a little long in the tooth, injury prone. Uh, they switched, uh, you know, schemes. And he didn't fit, and he cost money, so they let him go. But he goes to Denver, where he's opposite of Von Miller, where they can't pay attention to him, where they have a phenomenal defensive coordinator. That's He's back into his, uh, his system, and he had a 10-sack season. I'm not saying Von Miller's going to get 10 sacks over the last nine games, but I think he'll have a, an impact. So, yeah, this 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 helps out the Rams this year. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to you know, follow up also on the, on your previous statement about being surprised that Brandon and I was cut. To me, it's just a testament to uh, how good Dorrance Armstrong has been. I think that Brandon and I is a fringe player, and Brandon Armstrong. I mean, he's he's Dorrance had a Armstrong, phenomenal. Yeah started the start of the uh, season. So I think it made Brandon not expendable. We got Tristan Hill coming back. We got uh, Neville Gallimore coming back. D-Law. And, uh, and I'm hearing 
<laughs> D. Lawrence is is uh, ready, to, almost ready to go. I mean, yep. he's starting yep. to uh, work out. So I think you know the the fact that he's uh, ahead of his recovery just made him expendable. But I hope he makes it to the practice squad because I think Brandon and I is a is a pretty good uh, depth player that we can use in the future. No, yeah, I think you 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 can definitely bring him back if they see him as a fit moving forward. I, that's what I struggle with. Is he a fit? Because they they couldn't find a fit for him, right? So we'll see. Though he has to clear waivers, I think like two o'clock today, two or three o'clock, and, and we're going to find out. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, all right, brother. Well, listen, man. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Just appreciate you, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, I I'll check you a little later. All right, man. Appreciate it. Man, y'all, y'all harsh in this chat, man. Y'all harsh. I look over here. Pick and pop. What's up, pick and pop? I ain't seen in a while. Pick and pop. Don't he's, he? He basically says Terrell Basham sucks. Montana thinks Taunty Ghostin sucks. Jeez, y'all rough. Y'all tough. I don't think none of these guys, none of those guys suck. But they are what they are at this point. They are rotational guys. Terrell Basham is a rotational player. Uh, Chauncey Golson's a rotational player. Uh, pl- having to play more than they need to because one D-Law is not there right now. It's hard to, it's hard to say a lot of players suck on this defense. I mean, I, I don't even... Y'all know the one player I'm, I'm coming for and saying, I need you to step up, and it's LVE. Right? I need LVE to step up. If y'all want to talk about him, I, I, I could hear it. Uh, Anybody else? I can't really think. And that's a testament to Dan Quinn. He's getting a lot out of these guys. And, in fact, let's segue real quick because I want to make – I really want to get to this Michael Parsons. Thing. There was somebody in the chat that brought up, hey, let's talk about J. Ron Curse. Yeah, I'm going to talk about J. Ron Curse. In fact, I'm going to let R.C. talk about J. Ron Curse. There was a – there was something that was picked up in that game that I didn't even notice that may have, like I said, helped unleash – Michael Parsons. So let's take a listen to Ryan Clark on ESPN who caught this, and I think he's he makes a good point. Well, that's not it. Uh, RC, you notice a very minor detail that had a major impact with this Cowboys team against the Vikings. What was that? It was J. Ron Curse is now the play caller. He, yeah. He's the green dot. Listen, I played a lot of ball, and I was the captain of two different teams. They never gave me the green dot. I'm actually jealous. Now, what this did was let Micah Parsons be free. Let Micah Parsons not think. This is the best he's played from the inside linebacker position. Micah Parsons got to bring this thing back to park ball, right? Run and hit. Jaron Curse is a guy that was leading this team in tackles coming into the game, but he's a journeyman throughout his career. Imagine the respect you have to have garnered from this offseason to this point to be the guy standing in front of the huddle. And if you look at this team before this game, they gave up a ton of yards, but they were opportunistic. This defense was stingy against the Minnesota Vikings. Indeed it was, man. Indeed it was. And I'm surprised I didn't catch it, but when you're watching the games, when you're in the midst, when the emotions are happening, you don't really know. But the move to put J. Ron Curse as the green dot guy, I want, if they roll with this for the rest of the year, that may end up paying big dividends to a point that you know we don't really see or feel, but the, the team does. J. Ron Curse has inserted himself as the leader of this defense, no questions asked, and Micah bought out for it. 
partly for it. I don't want to give all the credit to that move. But the fact that you can allow Micah to be free to do what? To do what, y'all? Micah's, Micah's just a special guy. We, we, we know this. But I personally think, and I said this coming out of that game, that was a career game. Better than him beating Storm Norton a bunch of times. Better than him uh, uh, beating up on the uh, uh, Eagles. That was his best game of his young NFL career because he did it from the position that he's going to play, in my opinion, 90% of the time. Now, the beautiful thing about it, and you'll see it, You'll see it here in these clips later on in the game. I thought it was dope, though. This is why he's so dope. This is why he's so nice. He was a beast at the linebacker position for 95% of this game. And then on the final possession for the Vikings, they said, all right, now, young, young lion, go eat. Go get the cue. And he was an absolute factor as well when he lined up on the LOS. Look at that, man. Just the anticipation that Micah has. The, the, the instincts, the, the, the quickness, the speed. There, like I said yesterday, there was a play. Micah had to push LV out the goddamn going way, man. <laughs> get out my way, 55. Let me go get it. So his impact is, impact is being felt, in my opinion, everywhere on this team. Man, he could add a pick right there. He could add a pick. But I thought that was a very interesting, uh, not take, but observation, right? A very interesting observation from Ryan Clark. Yeah, his visual instincts. Yeah, that's what Wes said. There, He's just, man, he's special. He's a special guy. Let's get Mr. Moore in the building. 347, what's up, brother? Young Jedi, what's good? What's going on, man? Listen, um, the one thing is, and it's, it's a wonderful issue to have. We have so much depth. So Bradley and I wind up getting, being Taco Charlton for us because he, 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 he is talented, but being that we have so much depth and there's so many people before them, they're not going to be able to get the best because we have too many pieces. And you, it's, it's not that we don't know what to do with him. Right. I, I would even Dan Quinn being a lot of Naminelli. You know what I'm saying? How he's putting these pieces into place and they're being so effective. So Bradley and I didn't cut because he didn't get the reps. He's not getting, he's not, it's not. And even to the point where he did get some reps, he's not showing that great flash that we're looking for. You understand yeah. me? So, so. You you be a casualty, you know. Hopefully he, he doesn't clear waves or whatever. Maybe he gets back. Um, one question to you: Jalen went to uh, the Packers. He did, and they wanted to play him. So we we obviously had an eye, and it was more than that contract. His play oh, definitely, sure. has, uh, you know. So and, and I don't know about bringing him back. What, what you know? Do you do you actually you know? Bring the person back that we cut, you know, it, 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 will, will he be serviceable? Um, I don't know, you know. I, I, I guess. I guess he could I guess he could be depth. I guess it, it doesn't hurt. But y'all know my feelings on the situation. I, I don't think he's an asset on the field anymore. I, I just don't. So I'm actually looking elsewhere. That's why I, was, I brought up Joe Thomas. So 
Nah, brother, I I don't think you do it. But if if it's something where you bring them back because the players want them and, and maybe that elevates their game just because of the closeness. Because this team is is tight-knit. It's a close, close group. And I think that family atmosphere does help on the field because you trust your teammates, right? So if the players say, Coach, we want them back, um, I guess. I guess. But 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 me personally, I know how I feel. I, I wouldn't do it. Well, and, and, and just just to figure back off that, it won't hurt the morale. It won't hurt the camaraderie. Right. So. Yeah, I don't think it will. No. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be just okay. You know, you, you ain't, we ain't seen you in a minute. Welcome back, type thing. Uh, yeah, man. So, so I don't, I don't think you know. And then, of course, his contract is kind of null and void, being that we cut him, right? His so his contract, the Cowboys are already paying him. That's what's very interesting about this. He's already being paid by Dallas. Um, I'm not. I'm not the the cap guy. I got to get to my cap people here. But uh, if they do sign him back, I feel like they're still going to be paying him what he's owed, plus whatever probably the vet minimum. Oh, okay. So e- even though bit. we even though we ain't gain or lose anything, so it's just we're relatively the same. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Dallas might lose a little bit, a little bit. If his vet minimum is like a million dollars, they might lose a million dollars this year, more. Okay. Well, as, as again, as Micah, would you that uh, you have to say if we're going to Javon Curse and and Micah? Yeah. That 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 even going to the point where we picked him up, and he and it was alleged that he was going to be a special teams guy. So, so, so I was one of them. So, so, I was one of them. Go, uh, when we signed him, go back and watch my video. When I, uh, not breaking news, but when he signed, I, I made a uh, like a three minute video. I talked about most of his snaps were on special teams, but he he is also safety depth. So I thought he was going to come here to be your safety three or four uh, and be a core special teams guy. Little did I know that he was not going to be any of that. He was going to be your best safety on this team. What? Like that, that, that diamond in a rush. <laughs> Which guy, I ain't gonna hold you. I know you got calls. They just call the time in, brother. You have a blessed day. Salute. All right, bro. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. I, I got my guy Frost in the chat. So, so me and Frost are both Atlanta Braves fans as well. Um, but Frost holds it down on the baseball side way more than I do. And he, he came in the chat and was like, shout out to uh, the Atlanta Braves getting the World Series. And then he said, you already know. Now we see Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl on the clock. Spooky 90s vibes. Yes. The last time, and RJ Ochoa does this a lot. The last time the Braves won the Super or the Braves won the World Series, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. So I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Also, RJ talked about the last time the Milwaukee Bucks won the Super Bowl or the NBA championship the following year. Cowboys won the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, it feels real. Yeah, no, it feels real 90-ish right now. You know, I'm not really one of those, hey, two plus seven equals nine. So now we cut nine. That means a super, like, I'm not, I'm not really one of those guys. But the one cat that came in here was talking about the numerology. That was interesting. I ain't gonna hold you. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, Tony from Tampa, are we good now? We got you, man. Hey, what's going on, Scott? <laughs> you, 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 you was going through the mountains. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I was going through the outskirts of Tampa, man. It's okay. real, like rural where I was at. 
So uh, now I'm downtown Tampa now, passing the raise the flag uh, billboard for the Buccaneers. You know, you know how I feel about that. But uh, nah, man, uh, Jalen Smith, man, when you done with somebody, you done, man. It's time to move on. You know, uh, the Packers needed a, a middle linebacker, man. They needed, they needed him, and for them to cut him. That just let you know what everybody been saying, man. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, he he ain't cutting it. He ain't cut. He ain't like he was uh, when LVE when him and LVE was turning up. He ain't. He ain't. He's he's different for some reason, you know. And they see it too, and they cut him. You know, what I mean, I, I don't think I think it'd be weird you bring him back in the locker room after he been cut and Michael doing his thing and. You know, they need new leaders, man. They, you know, they need to turn the page on that. That's what would, would, you know? would, would make – it wouldn't be the locker room for me. It would be literally where is he at in the hierarchy? Where is he at in the pecking order? Is he going to play over LVE? Is he going to take snaps away from Micah? Is he going to play over Neil? Because I, I could argue he shouldn't play over any of those – not even argue. It's not arguable with Micah. But – um, even though Neil wasn't being spectacular, I still would rather have Neil out there. Even though LVE is not spectacular, yeah. I would rather have LVE out there. That's that's just the truth for me. I know some people disagree, yeah, yeah. and that's cool. You know, I don't mind that at all, but that's just how I see it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen had his fans, man. You know, I trust, like, with Brad Neil and I and all, I trust the coaching staff, man, like you said the other day. I, I You know, I, I trust the moves they've been making, yeah. man, you know. They've been making good moves so far, you they've, know. They've been hitting so, every button. Yeah, I mean, I ain't even gonna question that, man. But one thing that disturbed me yesterday, man, I was watching the trade uh, on a Cowboys report, man. You know, you know, uh, what's the dude named Tom Downey? Tom Downey, yep. Yeah, and they asked him. They said, uh, "Who's your picks for the Super Bowl?" He put Green Bay. He said, "He said Green Bay." He said Green Bay and somebody else. I forgot who he said. Green Bay and the Ravens or something like that. Hmm. And I'm sitting there like, you a Cowboys fan? Yeah. Like, with all this momentum we got, with every, you know, how are you going to pick them over your team? And and this is a year where, it, here's, and I'll be honest with everyone, I never do the whole Super Bowl thing yet. I say I got to see at least, give me at least a quarter of the season because, Things change drastically. Things happen. We go into a year thinking one thing, and then something happens. Dak Prescott got injury. Your defense ends up sucking more than you think. I, I got to see the team first. This preseason, this training camp, you just don't know. But we're That's at week. I, we're at I, week eight, Tony, or, or week nine, whatever it is. We're six and one. Your defense is trending yeah. to be a top defense, not just a middle of the pack, but I mean top twelve to ten defense. Your offense is elite. Your coaching has been great. How the hell, as a fan, not you know, I know you got to be objective, but how, as a fan, do you not have confidence in saying these boys can be playing in February after nine weeks, Man, after, that, whatever it is? That, see, that's why I like listening to real Cowboys. You know what I mean? I ain't even going to call you no blogger. You know what I'm saying? I like to right, listen right. to real Cowboys because – there's no way, man. This dude be batting against his team. I ain't trying to throw shade on yeah, the show. Yeah, I want to throw shade on but, Tom. But, <laughs> but, but, man, come on. Ask him about it then. I mean, you know. Uh, I'll ask him. He I, was like the Packers. I, yeah, I wouldn't even have picked what? them. I mean, I, I mean I, why the Packers, though? What? I would maybe if, – if you want to go against Dallas, I can hear the Rams. I can hear Tampa, you know. 
Um, I would put I Dallas. I can't watch that dude, I man. Put I, Dallas before the look, if you're a Cowboy fan and you feeling this year, you see this year going on, man, if you're a real Cowboys fan, it's no way, man. It's I, I, I couldn't even listen to it. I cut him off, man, after that. I couldn't even. I couldn't even do it, man. I, that's why I appreciate you, man. And you do your thing, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, man. I appreciate I, I, you, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate all right, you, man. Yeah, peace. All right. Yeah, this, this is a year I think it's, it is more than okay. You know, every year we got the fans that say we're going to the Super Bowl, that, whatever, right? But this is one of those years where – that ain't far fetched. Your team is literally at the top. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to speak for Tom. I don't. I'm not sitting trying to throw shade at Tom. Tom, good dude. Uh, but yeah, as a, if you're a Cowboy fan, feel confident in saying our boys can go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> what, what have they done? We talked about it with uh, Cooper Rush go, going into Minnesota, beating a decent team, decent coach, decent defense, backup with backup tackles. Right? What more do you want to see? You want to see him beat the Chiefs? The Chiefs ain't I don't even You know, that's another checkmark game. But is that a, is that a oh, we are a Super Bowl team game? Uh, I have a hard time believing that. That defense is atrocious. It's atrocious. I, I'm trying to find another game on the, on, the, on, the, on the season where I can say, okay, this is a really good defense. I want to see our offense tested. Because that's what it is right now, bro. I mean... Let's just be real. Like, when you get into the playoffs, you're going to play against the best defenses. So, I want to see the Cowboys go up against the best defenses and see how they come out. I don't think we're going to see it, though, to the playoffs. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. We'll get into Denver. Uh, we'll get into Denver tomorrow. Real quick teaser. I'll tease it again later. Uh, Koye is going to be joining the show again as we break down the Broncos. Statistically, a good defense, but when you dive into it, it's a little different. Uh, Washington, I, I'm not really no. There's no one left on the schedule. Arizona, Arizona's defense is a good defense. So, so, and it sucks because it's week like 17. So, could, you could be at a point if that game doesn't matter for a uh, for seating, you're probably sitting people. So, a lot, a long way to go. But at this point. Hell yeah, feel confident seeing your, your Dallas Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders and and you can pick them to come out the NFC. We, the Cowboys don't play the Saints, Angelica. Right? Or, or they do. No, the Cowboys do play the Saints this year in New Orleans. I, I, I gotta look. I gotta look. I gotta look. I guess the Saints could be something. Yeah, the Saints could be something. Let's pin that one. We should pin that one because for a little bit there, I wasn't looking at the Saints as a uh, checkmark game, but they're going to New Orleans. They're going to have a bad quarterback playing one way or another. Good defense, though. Good defense. Something to think about. I'll think about that one. Thank y'all for reminding me about that. Uh, Rick, what's up, man? What you got for us? Oh, what's going on, Scott? What up, man? Uh... What's up, Cowboy Nation? Uh, let's, uh, people in, in the chat, let's get those likes up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say this, man. You got a court brother, Koye, on tomorrow. Respect, brother, love, yes, brother. But if he bring up bringing Jalen back, <laughs> turn his microphone on. 
I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Koye came home, around. He came around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know how he loves from Jalen, but uh, you know we ain't, we don't need him on this team no more. Uh, Clearly, that's unless you're gonna pick up a. a, a Unless you're gonna pick up a headphone set in the, in the clipboard, that's that's about it. Mm, you want uh, to do that? Yeah, pretty much. That's the next year sometime. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, my whole thing is, yeah, man. Like Amari Cooper said in that press conference at the end of the game, uh, the Vikings game with uh, Rodney Harrison, he said, "Yo, man, they they throwing the Super Bowl thing out of him." He like, "Yo, man, we we gotta take this one thing one game at a time, yeah. bro. We can't be looking that far ahead." You know, just like with with these players, we can't look that far ahead with none of these players. You know what I'm saying? We got to take it one day at a time, one game at a time. You know what I mean? Uh, we just need everybody to be that well oiled machine. Everybody needs to step up when they need to step up. That's what I appreciate. And I calling, uh, I appreciate about the team, bro. That if you go look at Curse, you go look at uh, KZ, you go look at Diggs and, and Michael on, on social media. Every game they say one to know, one to know. Want to know? It's a week to week league. I say that a lot in this game uh, about this game, and and it, they're playing it that way. You got to go want to know each week. As fans, we're allowed to kind of go, you know, scope around a little bit. But as a player in a franchise in the organization, you set a goal, but then you have to hit these little goals to get to the major goal, and that's what they're doing. And I appreciate that. Yeah, me too, man. Cause, yo, man, I went back and watched the highlights uh, the other night. If I, yo, man, I'm telling you, man, it, it's just something about our team now that I didn't never felt with Jason Garrett at the helm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a, it's an. I ain't gonna hold you, man. You know, I ain't, I'm not a real emotional cat. My, my thing is, they got me emotional. I'm like, damn, I ain't felt this emotional about no man. I'm like this team is, I feel something with them, and you know, I'm like, yo. They 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 destined to do something, man. As long as everybody stay healthy, we, we stay healthy. Everybody stay on the same goal. I mean, stay on the same track. We can do some things, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, uh, far as uh, how can I say this? Uh, the the sounds from the sidelines. Ah, those things are just. It, it, I love them. Yo, if you're not a true cowboy fan and you ain't seen that yet, man, I don't know what to tell you, man. Cause that's some yo. They all fighting for one another, man. They all happy when the other person is doing something. You know what I'm saying? And that's brotherhood, man. That's letting you know that you know what I'm saying they got each other back. And you know uh, what happened to Rugs? Let's uh, switch the subject. That's sad. What happened to uh, Rugs yeah, over there? And oh, you know what I'm saying over there, over there with the Raiders. But you know what I'm saying? We gotta count our blessings, you know what I'm saying? It's like rest in peace to the person that that, that happened to, you know, and uh you know, whoever got other people got hurt in that situation is that, you know, I hopefully that, you know, I mean, from that bad situation it opened like people like K D eyes. Absolutely. Like, bro, that you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, God forbid, but that could have been you, bro. So it's like we always gotta keep, you know what I mean, be knowledgeable and I and I like how they Embrace that dude like towards like not getting on them and chastising them like a little kid, but letting them know like, bro, you got nah, bro, that ain't that what time we on? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but other than that, hey man, you doing your thing, Sky Cowboy Nation, stand up. Let's keep this, let's keep this train rolling, man. Let's do it, baby. All right, peace. All right, brother. Yeah, I'll, I'll briefly touch on that. It, it, that's that's sad and unfortunate, and I'm glad that the Raiders did release Henry Ruggs. Um, 
I would be shocked if he doesn't see any type of jail time. I'm no lawyer. I stayed at a Holiday Inn, but I'm no lawyer. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he, he, he. If you don't know what it is, the Bronco. I'm sorry, the Raiders. 12th overall pick in 2020, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, was having a good year. Uh, Three-something in the morning, was driving home drunk. Uh, It got a DUI, but also had a high-speed crash into a woman and ended up killing the woman and her dog uh, as the car went up in flames. Henry Ruggs is fine. The woman he was with suffered some injuries, but she's fine. But again, like I said, the, the person that he hit, and uh, unfortunately, did die along with her dog. So that that is something I I, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have any sympathy for for rugs. Uh, we can pray for the brother, and, and hopefully he learns from this. But all my sympathy right now, most of it at least, goes to the family of the of the person who died. And Cowboys fans, we we should understand this. If you're old enough to remember and go through the Brent uh, Josh Brent situation where he killed his best friend in the DUI, uh, it was unfortunate. Uh, the, the the only other situation that comes to mind like this, and I'm sure there are plenty of them in sports, was Dante Stallworth. I was absolutely kind of taken back a little bit. Dante Stallworth also killed someone in the DUI, and, he, and I think he still played. A team picked him back up, and he played a couple more years in the league, but maybe that happens with Henry Ruggs, who knows, but... That's unfortunate, and that's awful because Jesse, we have this conversation a lot off air. Uh, they have, and he says it, I think, on, on blog, or on .com. They have free drivers in the NFL for you, team drivers, to do that. Now, it's not just a Cowboys thing. It's, it's across the league. There's a card. They give you all that stuff. So it's really no excuse, man. It's, it's not, and it's frustrating because I'm sure there's people in this chat right now watching this show that have lost somebody due to a DUI. And I'm sure we've all made that mistake, too, of driving behind the wheel when we shouldn't have. Um, and, and hopefully this opens up our eyes here. And so I won't be a hypocrite. You know, we've all been there. Fortunately, for a lot of us, we haven't done that. So um, it is eye-opening when things like this happen. And I hope KZ it opens his eyes as well. Real quick, bring it back up. I want to say something about what Montana said, because I agree with this. He said, so Dallas is the only team that can't talk Super Bowl now. But the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Bills, the Titans, the Ravens can all say Super Bowl. Did you guys see, what's my man's name? Uh, he used to do this. Then Sean Merriman. Sean Merriman. You want to get retweeted. You want to get likes. You want to get your name out there. You want clout. Just say something bad about the Dallas Cowboys. He went on Twitter. He said, I, I feel like this needs to be said, Cowboys Nation. Y'all having a good year, but y'all need to stop with this Super Bowl talk. Blah, 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 blah. This is exactly what Montana said. So everybody else can talk about the Super Bowl because y'all are, you know, the networks and all these people are bringing up Super Bowl with these teams. But the minute a high figure says something about Dallas being a Super Bowl contender, it's shut up. Say it again. Shut up. Come on, man. This team is a Super Bowl contender. But to get there, 1 0, 1 0, 1 0, 1 0. All right, let's jump back into the phone line. 351. What it is, what it do? Or is it 315? 315, my bad. All right, no problem. What's going on, Steve? What's up? All right, man, listen. So there's this meme that's been going on. I believe that every Cowboy fan should have this TikTok. Uh, um, recording 
hmm. on their phone, um, send it to everybody that they love. And it goes like, ain't nobody calling me, paging me, texting me, asking me, are we still them boys? Hold on. Wait, bro. You talking about this right here? Ain't nobody calling me, asking me, texting me, paging me, are we still them boys? Hold up. You got some vocals over there. Still. We gonna tell them, yeah, we still them boys. <laughs> hey, Listen, man, I gotta clip that one. These dudes, I think throughout the whole year, I've, I've listened to radio shows and and all kind of stuff, man, going on. And what happens? What happens is is that you get questions asked about Mike McCarthy. You get questions asked, you know. Um, about whether the team is going to come together, whether whether these things are going to happen. And what Mike McCarthy has done from the beginning of the year is what he came in, he said he wanted to do. He said he wanted to change the culture. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody is talking about right now when they say, man, I've never seen this. I've never seen them boys like this. I've never quite seen the locker room look like this. It's the culture. That's what's happening. You got these boys, like you said, when you listen to the sounds of the sideline, that's some brilliant-ish, um, by the way. You know what I'm saying? That they put together. I love, I love the little splices and the dices that they put together and get these little clips of these cats. It brings us real. closer to that team. Exactly, dude. And, and it's like being real with each other. This is how they are outside of the field. They're the same way with each other. This isn't fake. This isn't sideline rah-rah kumbaya stuff. This is how they are in the locker room, outside of the locker room. This is family, and that's what we've been missing. These boys are not only taking – look, the culture hasn't only changed, but I think, honestly, the outlook within each individual has changed. We're talking about one person, two person, three person coming into a team – and, and making a difference, no, nah, man, these boys, it, this is like COVID that hit our team, but in a positive way. Mm. It's been infectious. It's been infectious. It's ran through the squad. It's ran through Jerry. It's all the way to Jerry Jones. I think you they got, I think they got a, a, an amazing mix of, of veteran guys who are hungry for a championship and young guys who are hungry to make a name for themselves, and, and they mix it together with a coaching staff that has been there. Like, Think about this for a second. Under Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett has never, ever built a championship program. Rob Marinelli was a part of a Super Bowl team in 2002. You know know what I'm saying? Um, Chris Richard came through late in the season, and he was a part of that program um, in in Seattle, but he wasn't the D.C. Rob Marinelli wasn't the D.C. They brought, or head coach, they brought in Mike McCarthy, who built a championship program. They brought in Dan Quinn who build a championship program not only as a defensive coordinator, right, but also mm-hmm. as a head coach. And then you got guys, hungry veterans, the KZs, the Curses, the Malik Hookers, you know, the Dak Prescotts, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the Mari Cooper, hungry veterans whose expectations are no longer, y'all want to make a name for myself, they're, I want to win a championship. And, and that's all yeah. just coming together at the same time, and it's, it's beautiful to watch, man. Yeah, man, and I 
I just hope it keeps. You know what I'm saying? I I want it. I want it to roll, and I want it to keep going. I'm not an unrealistic. I'm not an unrealistic fan by any sure. by any means. Um, but I want this. I want this idea of what they've started to roll. I want it to keep rolling. And Cowboy Nation, I'm you know I get irritated with some of the Cowboy fans I hear talking and and on some of the blogs and you know what I'm saying on some of the pages and it's absolutely irritating to hear the 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 pessimistic ideas and views that they have of this team. No, you don't bring Jalen back. There's no way that you bring that man back so that he can stunt somebody else's growth. No. You all, you have the mix. You my my mom used to tell me about girlfriends. When you break up with somebody, you break up with somebody. It's like going back to your own throw up. Mm. <laughs> she was like, would you, would you ever do that? Because what was there is still there. It's not like you fixed anything. It's not yeah, like it, you cleared up everything. It's not like what you get, was there. It's not like you got a kid with Jalen Smith and you got to keep him around for 18 years. Yeah, you, know I mean? <laughs> you can let, you can let him go. go. <laughs> it's time to go. So, yo, man, that's it. Love your show, bro. Love your show. Ain't nobody hey. calling us, though. You know I, I, I got you. Saying? Hey, when you get off the phone, stay tuned. I got you, brother. You said you said Cowboys Nation. Matter of fact, I'm going to just do it while you're on the phone. You said Cowboys Nation need to have that on their phone, right? Hell yeah, they need to have that. Here you go, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> Ain't nobody calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, are you still in ball? Told you I got you, bro. <laughs> Calling me It damn sure on my phone Paging me Let's Asking me Am I still in boys Y'all usually check on me They usually check on me I'm still in boys Hey man appreciate the call brother <laughs> Alright bro Alright man Alright man uh, Are we sure that, Are we sure that wasn't him on the phone He had some pipes You know yeah, some pipes on them there, man. I'm an R&B guy. I, I like old school R&B. In fact, my guy Vice Lombardi hooked me up with the playlist that he created. Eight-hour playlist, man, with some some awesome R&B from, from the 70s all the way to now. Uh, mostly mostly from the 70s to, like, the 2000s, like the old school. Now, I was listening to that. I was preparing for the show. But, man, I, I promise you, if Dallas has a parade 10 minutes down the street from where I'm at, I hope and pray this man is able to perform at that parade or somebody reaches out to Rich, fix this shit, Rich, or reaches out to to, to Jerry and, and gets this man an opportunity or play the song. Another another song they need to play, which is silly to me that they don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't go to all the home games. How the hell is Wiz Khalifa's song not a part of the Cowboys? I know black and yellow is for the Steelers. How is Wizards doing out on that? A flow, hey man, you know, uh, ain't no light skin thing, you know. But 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 yeah, I love some R and B, man. Come on, what what is better than '90s R and B? Change my mind. '90s R and B is the best genre. Change my mind. Uh, Los, what's up? Get you in here, Los. What's going on, brother? Hi, I'm here at work. Um, how about them Cowboys who got another win? We're going to get another win this weekend. 
because Devin Broncos don't got a quarterback. Uh, but I mean, other than other than that, man, I'm ready for this week. Um, I'm really glad that they uh, took uh, got rid of Michael Parsons to play Call of Duty, and he's actually able to play free. I think that was the biggest difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. Game. I'm really wondering if that's something moving forward that they'll do. Yeah, and and honestly, I the respect that um, what's his name, KZ, or because he he came from the track or from from ground up, no. He he was in he was undrafted, came from a journeyman, and for him to be a play calling that shows you the leadership that he's been um, developing with his team. But um, other than that, I'm just ready to see what they're gonna do with these schemes. With uh, at least my I would say I would like to see Micah and uh, what's his name, Canal Neal on the same time on the on the linebacker core, because I think our number one thing is with Micah is. He can he can go from sideline to sideline and he can stop the run, but um, my problem is we they really haven't I, I haven't seen a, a team attack Micah yet, so I'm I'm just watching Ooh, for that. Oh yeah, they have. Like, Remember the Panthers? The Panthers got him a few plays. Oh yeah. Uh, the Patriots try to attack him, and so did the the Bucks. So they 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 understand that Micah is still young at the position and, and learning more in, in pass coverage. But I thought he played his, his best game as a pass defender against the Vikings, and that, that was a top-five offense. So they're going to continue yeah, to try to come at him. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's just what I have for a show. Just the, Micah, the development of Micah is nothing to be granted with, man. Mm. He's a dog, and to have him on a team like ours, man, hey, I, I, I'm glad J.C. Horn, and I'm glad – Patrick Tatan got off the board, even though we could have used a second corner with Trayvon Diggs. We can, I'm not saying corners grow out of trees, but it's an easier possibility Man, to find a corner Lose. that can cover the, the, than a rather dog on the linebacker. Michael Parsons was the best defensive player in this draft. I, I, think, yep. I think the draft, Knicks, because what happens in draft season, you focus on every little thing that happens that you kind of go away from what is the obvious. And what was the obvious is, well, he was a top five talent. Forget defense. Top five talent in this draft. And you had quarterbacks that were rising. And then you had the need for corner for Dallas. Uh, but in my opinion, if you if you went into the draft saying, I want to take the best player to me, and I, I love what my man's doing over there in Denver. I love J.C. Horn myself. But Micah was the best player. But it felt like they weren't going to go that route until they were kind of forced to. And thankfully, it happened that way. Yep, and that's all I have for the show, man. Right, How about the Cowboys? Then I'll call you tomorrow, man. Peace. Yes, sir. All right, so listen, man. Y'all ain't going to be coming at no dang on R&B. Time out now. It, it, R&B ain't all I listen to, okay? I love me some R&B, but that ain't all I listen to. There is no better R&B genre. I should have probably prefaced that. The 90s R&B. And I'm going to stand on that. Maybe if you're old here, you'll say 70s, and I can I can get with that. Uh, there's some cool 80s, but there's no better one than 90s. In the R&B standpoint, Montana, we know you buck, buck, bang, bang. We understand, bro. You don't want to fool with it. You call it soft. That's silly to me, but R&B is the shit. So I'm just saying, man, throwing some R&B, got a little lady. It, change, it changes things a little bit. You know what I mean? Changes things. Houston, Texas. Hold up. Houston, Texas, please state your name before I bring you in here. Who's this? Okay, I, th- I thought this might have been uh, 
uh, uh, uh, east side. I'm sorry, brother. I thought this might have been east side. Nah, nah, it's my second time calling in, but uh, I love the show, man. I keep doing what you're doing. Uh, can you hear me good? Yep, I got you, man. I got you. Okay, all right. Uh, I want to say two things, um, and two things that make me very, very excited. Number one, for Cowboys Nation, we got to calm down the panic a little bit about who we're going to be able to sign in the offseason. Number one, we shouldn't be looking that far ahead. we got something to deal with right now. Yeah, five weeks over. Five weeks over. we got to talk about the next opponent now. Facts, facts. And the thing is, it's not hard for guys to take a hometown discount when they like the hometown that they in. Number one, we've always said about how much of a marketing thing, but skip all that the culture of the Cowboys right now. For them to have the audacity to be joking about who's going to get the last pass with 51 seconds left over in the game, you see that's, that? that's, 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 that's different. That's different. And it's just, it's, and you see the, the sounds of the sideline, run, hit, talk shit, man, that's, that, that sends chills through my body because you really haven't seen it before. So I'll just say that it's not hard to take a hometown discount, but we need to chill out about looking at the numbers and crunching. Michael Gallup know where it's good at. He know where it's good at. So, you know, amongst the other players, Randy Gregory, we're going to have to chunk that change, but that, that's necessary. Now, my, my next point is this, man. The worst thing that could have happened for the league, not for the Cowboys, the worst thing that could have happened for the league was these injuries. And the reason why I say that is because I always believed that Arizona was a, was a, was a fraud. I just didn't want to say nothing because they were undefeated. you got to respect the undefeated. But I knew that they were going to get exposed. It's around this time that NFL teams, head coaches, coordinators, have started to look at them and say, okay, this is what y'all doing this year. These, y'all may have been undefeated the first four or five games because we didn't know what game plan. We had a plan for last right. year. We didn't know what game plan y'all was coming through with this year. So y'all doing something different. It's around this time that they start to figure it out. Here's the problem. Number one, Kellen Moore, even with the pieces that he has that are consistent, he always changing the game, baby. You never know where that bag going to go. He always up in it. It's deep. And now Dan, Dan Quinn's going to get a whole new set of bags, even him himself, with the pieces that he had. You never saw a constant rotation, which before they used to frustrate the heck out of fans, Cowboys fans. We want a consistency on the field. We want a unity. We want Dan Quinn figured out how to do everything all new different. And the worst thing that could have happened for the league, as I said, was the fact that we have all these injuries and some of our keyest pieces, potentially, aren't even on the field, haven't even become a factor yet. So the league is in trouble because around this time when we start figuring stuff out, you don't have, you can't figure out what you've never seen. Hmm. So that's my thought, man, and uh, I'll hang up that again. I love what you do, man. Appreciate it. Keep it rolling, man. Thanks, Turn bro. Excellent call, man. Thank you. Excellent call. He's right. It, there's a lot of pieces that are not here. Like this up real quick. There's a lot of pieces that are not here, and the Cowboys are doing this. Now, a lot of teams have to deal with injuries, et cetera, et cetera, right? But think about it. When you get your Gallops back, you get your Tristans back, your Neville's back, it's going to be hard to say there's a more talented team up and down uh, than the Dallas Cowboys. Seriously. Seriously. And, and Dan Quinn is, is in the running for Defensive Coach of the Year, and he said something in his interview, and – Bear with me here. I'll play. I'll kind of go back a little bit about what he talked about with Micah. Um, 
but he said something in his interview about adapting when shit doesn't work. That's a quote. He said, when it doesn't work, when the shit don't work, we got to switch it up. That is so refreshing to hear because you know it's happening on the offensive side of the ball and you see it happening on the defensive side of the ball. And I think one of the things was, yo, we're going to give Curse the green dot. We put a lot on Micah's plate. They do. They put a ton on Micah's plate. And they said, well, how can we still keep him full without having him throw up, you know, feeding him too much? So they took that away a little bit and said, you just focus on what the call is and you go play. If they if that is the move moving forward, boy, that could pay major, major dividends. But if y'all don't mind, I'll play this um Michael Park, not Michael Parsons, but uh Dan Quinn little clip about Micah Parsons and what kind of changed in his preparation uh heading into that week, the week he won defensive player of the week. Micah Parsons had um began the first rookie NFL history with ten tackles and four tackles for loss. Last week he talked about he didn't have a good game against the league when he came back and came in earlier, uh, doing more preparation. Did you see that? Just talk about his performance and how he grew over the last week. I did. I did see that, in fact, because um, I, I get in pretty early. And so I turned around and I saw him walking in next to me. I said, okay, what do we got going on here? <laughs> and uh, he said, I'm doing something, changing some things. I want to get, and I said, I love it, man. So um, learning. It never stops. And certainly when you're a rookie, it's always going to be there. And I think part of learning how to correct yourself on some things, I need to do this a little different and this better and this tweaked it. And so he did that. I think that goes a long way into, you know, when you're trying to improve, one of the best things you need to learn how to do is, you know, put a process together. Like, what is that step-by-step going to look like? It's not just, hey, I'm just going to wake up earlier. It's to do what when you get here and what are the processes. And so, yeah, I said, I knew when he got to the game, he, you know, when you just feel that ready, uh, I said, you know, where did that come from? It was from the week. And I said, so it's no surprise, you know, that mm. you're going to play well. And he certainly did. Michael Parsons had, um, you know, I was sitting here thinking as he's talking about that. There's one, there's just one more piece. There's like an infinity stone, right? Or the, the, the gauntlet. There's just one more piece to the gauntlet from Michael Parsons. I would love to have as his support system. As Sean Lee. I would love to get Sean Lee on this coaching staff next year. And I think it'll, it'll accelerate Mike. Can you imagine accelerating my, I mean, the dude is already ridiculous, but it will accelerate Micah's uh, progression in the NFL. The fact that he, he wants, he's a film junkie like that. Now get me somebody that is just as much of a film junkie, but is maybe one of, if not the smartest players to ever play the game. And that's not coming from just a fan. Talk to a number of players who have said that themselves. So I would love to see, Sean Lee get involved with the Dallas Cowboys at some point. I would. All right, let's get in back to the phone lines. We got about four more left to close out the show. 580, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's good, Scott? How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm a big Jaguar fan. Another dude, he's a good dude. But, he's a great dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't go back to that. I don't see how you do. I mean, I wish him the best. I hope he, maybe he needs to go into coaching or the business, but it's time coming back here is a no. Um, Anai, 
hopefully get back on the practice squad. I want to speak on the Rams getting uh, Von Miller from the Broncos. His name Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing. The Rams do this every year. Year in, year out. They bring in this piece, this piece, this piece, and everybody loses their minds. Oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. And they're out in the first or second. I'm not worried about them. That's just me personally. They're a good team. They got a good defense. The quarterback to me is still suspect. I mean, to yeah, me, I, he ain't nothing but an older. I got to see Stafford come through in big games. You know, he finally beat uh, uh, the, probably the most quality team he's ever beat, and that was the Buccaneers, but that's like week two or three or whatever it is, right? We got to see Stafford in the big games because in the big games, he hasn't been able to win them. Um, but, yeah, it's a good team. Are they some juggernaut? Are they are they some unbeatable team? Not at all. There's not a, a single dominant team at the Dallas. There's no, you know, elite type of – uh, Chiefs in 2000 and what is it, 19 or whatever they won the Super Bowl. There's not that happening in the NFL right now. Dallas can beat everybody. Yeah. And then uh, last point, I mean, me, I just want to see this defense keep improving slowly week by week and just keep growing. We got pieces coming back. Only thing I was looking for is more depth than linebackers and cornerback spots. Not to replace Brown. With just death, quality death, with uh, digs having that ankle injury. Yeah, I just want to, you know, we talked about that yesterday, Coza. That was one of the positions I kind of soft by. No, I sold that position. I'm sorry, I sold that position because of the depth right now. Like Anthony Brown's playing well, and I did say this. I said, here's a caveat though. If Diggs' ankle was as bad as is it could have been, then yeah, you go make a move. But if Diggs is fine. I mean, Biggs, Brown, J. Lou, uh, the young buck, Kelvin Joseph. I like it, man. Nation. I, I mean, I like it. I like that these what, the, what we got right now, which is crazy to say. I wouldn't have said that five weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like our, I like it, but it, for me, it's just you never know with injuries. I just still wanted that, you know. Yeah, you, you kind know. of that. Hey, ain't that wrong with being greedy? Yeah, but hey, man, good stuff. I'm about to head back out here to work. Okay, uh, good show. Love you, man. Much, much love and respect. Keep doing big things. Keep doing great things. Thanks, bro. Appreciate yeah, you, man. I'm going to continue listening, man. Yes, sir. Enjoy All the rest of your day, bro. Uh, let's right. get 575 in the building. 575, what it is, what it do. Hey, what's going on there, Die Walker? This is Tim, a.k.a. Stewie, representing from Clovis, New Mexico, boss. New Mexico in the building. Hell yeah, boss. Hey, I'm just giving you a shout-out, letting you know I love your show. Uh, I got five quick things I was going to run through. After that, I'd love for you to comment on it just real quick so I get on and off the phone so you can move on. You already know, brother. First and foremost, we got to get that big-ass defensive tackle off the Georgia Bulldogs. Who's a player. We got to get that guy. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I love Quentin Bohanna. But we could get that guy to rotate in there, give Quint Bohan a little bit of, little bit of uh, competition for next year. Also, we need to get a couple of ball hawking safeties in this upcoming draft and rookie greenhorns to groom behind what we currently got on our roster. Maybe get a couple one-year deals on that. 
man, I think we're going to be stacked and loaded on the defensive side again next year for the future. Third, uh, I think it's, I, we already know that Keanu O'Neal is probably going to get the bag in the offseason. Uh, I think a good replacement for him might be a good Landon Collins if he's still out there on the open market. Mm. I think that would be pretty dang cool, man. Uh, third and foremost, uh, I'd like to turn around and give you props, man. You, you're, you're exactly right with that Sean Lee getting in there with the Cowboys next year. But I'd like to also uh, double up on that and have Micah Parsons not only with Sean Lee, but having DeMarcus Ware work with him Ooh. on pass rush, bulking up too. And uh, fourth, I just want to give you a shout-out. Hey, man, take down my number. I'd like to, I'd like to tap into your brain sometime. Again, Tim, a.k.a. Stewie. Uh, I'm thinking about making my own podcast in the future, too. I'd just like to pick your brain on, on the technicals. I'm trying to get myself started and stuff. Nothing but much love. We can beat anybody in the league. DC for life. Go Cowboys, brother. Appreciate your time. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you, man. A lot, a lot to t- attack there. We'll get there, Tim. We'll get there, Tim. Uh, I'll start backwards with the with the one you said about the podcast. I'm actually once I get once things kind of settle down here in regards to the season. I was thinking about doing something of that ilk in regards to helping those that are trying to get into the podcast game. Technically, because I get a lot of DMs, it seems like every day or every week about that. I'll, I'll kind of want to do a program where I can help people at one time as opposed to individually. But that's something we'll, that's down the line, way down the line. Um, let's go backwards. He wants Landon Collins' role if if Keanu Neal doesn't get signed. I don't think Keanu Neal's going to get the bag. Be honest. Right now, you asked me, 11-3-2021 at 9.40 a.m., do, do I re-sign Keanu Neal? I don't. Not right now. I don't. I, I think the experiment is very mid right now. I, I think that the only reason why they brought Keanu Neal here and moved him to linebacker was because of relationship and fami- familiarity with Dan Quinn. With that said, I don't do that again. So I I don't want to go get Landon Collins and put him back at line put him at linebacker because I'm I mean based off the what we see the experience it's very eh. So instead of doing that, go get you a Devondre Campbell, go get you Deion Jones, go get you know what I mean. Go get you a linebacker that fits. And I'm not saying those guys specifically. I'm saying guys like that that uh, Dan Quinn drafts right but you don't really need to go get it because Jabril Cox is here so to me it's Jabril Cox all the way Jabril Cox Michael Parsons draft two more linebackers next year because I don't I'm, I'm all about drafting linebackers every fifth round right fourth fifth round if you need to keep replenishing those guys um and rock out ball hawk safety my guy is Kyle Hamilton out of uh Notre Dame if we're going draft I won't dive into that too much but that's my that's my guy I want him I want to trade up for him. If we don't do a trade up, we sit there, we pick a number 32. Boy, Jordan Davis. If y'all know who Jordan Davis is, go watch the Georgia defense right now. They're playing lights out. Uh, and I'll leave the, the, the college ball talk at that. I'm not a college ball guy. I, I do try to follow some of the stars and whatnot. Then once the season's over, I jump into the lab and we do draft. But Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton, absolutely the two guys I would love to have. All right. Eight five six, close us out. What's up, eight five six? What's up, Sky? How are you? I'm good, brother. How are you doing? Pretty good. 
I just want to say a couple of things. Um, I caught myself like thinking about the Cowboys because you know we're a big fan. We, that they pop up in our head, head randomly and stuff. Randomly like that, as hell, right? right? I'd be sitting in bed with my right. lady. She'd be like, "What you doing? You ain't Ah, oh, man, I'm just reading this article about Dallas. Or I'm thinking about a topic tomorrow. Right. <laughs> how was uh, Michael Parsons? Exactly. How was Diggs going to do? Yeah, man, we Cowboys. It, it's a lifestyle. We love them. I, right. I can only imagine with you, especially with the shows, always coming Ooh. up with ideas and stuff like that. That's, yeah. that's out of endless. But My yeah, life. so I caught myself thinking. I'm I'm thinking like last year. I remember like how bad the season was because you know when the Cowboys bad, the whole football season is just horrible. It's over for you. But without last season, do you believe this season is at its extent as it is right now? Do you think the Cowboys are as good as they are? Because I look at it as like. Of course, I don't wish hurt on my quarterback or any anybody. But without that getting hurt, does the Cowboys like uh, front office really appreciate him? And after like really appreciate him after seeing Andy Dalton stink it up, does do we end up still keeping the same defense and coordinator? Like, how do you think the process would have no. went if like it was it was different? You know, it is a valid it is a valid thing to think about. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show where. Uh, I truly believe some things do happen for a reason. And I'm not saying, you know, we want to see Dak's ankle pop out of his leg. Like we don't want to see that. Right. But um I'm which I'm kind of with you here. Like like I don't know that I think certain things had to happen to get to where we were. The Cowboys aren't right. six and ten and they're nine and seven. Do they land a Micah Parsons? Do things may go do they keep that. Mike Nolan and bring him back and Tom Sula and things like that? So certain things had to happen to lead to this. Um, because the cap, here's the thing about Dallas, and here's the thing about the Joneses. They don't force the issue ever. They let the issue force them. They stuck with Jason Garrett for 10 years. They stuck with Rob Marinelli forever. Uh, they, they needed certain drastic things. That, in fact, they waited for Jason Garrett's contract to end. In a, in, in a window, they had an opportunity to, to move on and get a coach, but they waited for it to end. So, yeah, I think I think – Certain things happened for a reason to get here, man. Dan Quinn coming aboard wouldn't have happened if we didn't have an all-time worst defense last year. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and I think he's been our most important addition. Another thing I want to speak about is, like, when, to go along with the culture change. What people have to understand with this culture change, every, everybody around the league sees it. That means other players see it as mm. well. Before this culture change, free agents didn't want to come to Dallas because they knew what, what it was. They knew what it was hitting for, you know? Yeah, you be you get – endorsements here and there, but we're just talking about, like, the Keanu Neals, the midseason that takes the team to the next level. They didn't want to come to Dallas. There was no point of going to Dallas. They'd rather take less money or take more money to go to the scrub team than go to Dallas. But when you see this culture team change, players are going to want to come to Dallas and play. And that changes a lot. I think the culture has a lot to do with it. I think the quarterback uh, has a ton to do with it because we look at – we look over there in in, – Baltimore, and this is no knock. This is absolutely no knock on um, Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson, a player. But we saw J- Juju Smith-Schuster turn them, for whatever the hell reason, turn them down, and he turn, for whatever reason turned down the Chiefs, but turned them down, and they got a great culture. I think the Chiefs have a great culture, yep. but he, for whatever reason, didn't want to play with Lamar Jackson. Uh, we saw Randall Cobb say, I wanted to play with Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think other players would want to do that as well. I think players are going to want to play with Dan Quinn. Hopefully he's still here next year. I think players are going to see the system that the Cowboys have offensively and say, I want to be a part of that if Kellen Moore is still here next year. But that's that's way down the line. I hope they're still here. But, yeah, man, the culture, 
I think the quarterback has a lot to do with it. And at the end of the day, the star does too. Like, like players right, want to yeah, play okay. for Dallas cause, cause it's, it's the star. Um, but there was a point in time where I do think a lot of players were like, unless y'all going to give me the best bag, I'm not taking a disc out to come play for Jason Garrett and, and a middling team that can't get past the first round. Right. That's facts. Now, the last thing I want to say before I let you go is I want to get into this little sports, like, analytics when it comes to Vegas and the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. If you bet sports, you, you wouldn't know what's going on right now. But Vegas, since I think since 2011, this is the first time since 2011 that they're losing to the public and money when it comes to NFL. And there's two big reasons behind that. One is the Kansas City Chiefs, and two is the Do- your Dallas Cowboys. And it's because they don't have the Dallas Cowboys figured out. They um, still doubt. Let me give you a little run. Yeah, exactly. And let me give you a little rundown. Week one against Tampa Bay, before kickoff, we were plus nine and a half. That means they were favoring the Buccaneers by ten to beat the Cowboys. We lost by three, so the Cowboys covered. The Cowboys are the only team that's undefeated against the spread in the NFL, seven and zero. A week two against the Chargers, we were plus three. That means you know the Chargers were favored. We ended up winning by three. Week three, we were minus three and a half favorites. The first time we were favorites, minus three and a half against the Eagles. Y'all see what we did to them. We beat them by a duck. Week uh, four. Three and a half. That was disrespectful. Three and a half, exactly. (laughs) So they don't have the Cowboys figured out at all. Week four, you think, okay, they have us figured out now. The spread was minus four and a half for the Cowboys. You see what we did to them. We let them come back. We still beat them by 10. Uh, Week five. They had us at minus seven and a half against the Giants. That's fair. That's a big spread. Yeah, that that was the only like closest one because it was still a little iffy there, I guess, for the public, but not the Cowboys fans. We ended up beating them by twenty-four um, against New England, uh, minus three and a half favorite. We ended up winning by six, um, and against Minnesota before the Dak was not playing, I think we were favored. By minus three, three yeah, and we lost four. that, yeah. Yeah, and then when they found out, when people was figured out pretty much that Dak wasn't playing, it was the opposite, plus four. Mm-hmm. We ended up winning by four, so we covered the spread again. So this is a big thing when it comes to analytics because Vegas does a very great job of knowing what's going on in the league and knowing what teams are good, what teams are bad. They do not have the Dallas Cowboys figured out, just like the rest of the league. And like kind of some numerology a little bit there. Yeah. So, it's, this this is a special team, a very special team, because things like this does not just happen. No, they don't. Man. All. Oh, okay. The last thing, um, the spread for this week's game, they had the Cowboys at minus nine and a half. Finally, getting some respect at home. That that means and they know Dak's probably going to play. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. They know the insight. They know what's going on. So I'm pretty sure Dak is playing this week minus nine and a half, and I. I think that's going to go up by time kickoffs. Mm. Back to confirm playing, I'm pretty sure. So, you want to win some money? Put some money on the boys. They're seven and against the spread. Go Cowboys. Sky, shout out to you, man. All your hard work. We love you out here for real. Go Thanks, Cowboys. man. I appreciate that, bro. Wow. I, I don't do the Vegas stuff, but I might have to hit bro up because I need to start betting, man. Our boys is winning, and they're covering the spread. I never, I never really ended. You know who I lean on sometimes? Darius Butler. Yeah, I had him on the show a few times, and I got to get him back on here. Um, DB, man. DB, is, he, he kills it. Darius Butler kills the spread. I know Pat McAfee does some things with the spread as well. 
uh, or with the with the betting as well. Um, but I got to get into it, especially because, you know, we're going to end up getting a sponsor. We're going to end up getting DraftKings, I promise you that, or Bet MGM or BetGM, whatever it is. We're going to get one of these uh, top-tier betting websites, FanDuel, something. It's coming. It's coming. It's because y'all keep tuning in here, right? Y'all keep on jumping in here and making this this morning show one of the best out there. And I'm going to proclaim it, man. The dopest Dallas Cowboys morning show in the land. Tell me I'm wrong. All right, he did talk about the Denver Broncos a little bit. And real quick, let's just go through some of the storylines. Not really necessarily the top storylines, but there are some of the storylines to watch moving forward against the Broncos. And tomorrow we'll dive all the way in. Uh, Von Miller was traded. So who exactly replaces Von Miller is something that we're going to have to dive into and look because he was a lot of their pass rush in regards to pressures and whatnot. And he's Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, all that good stuff. Uh, on a defense that is a weird defense, man. I, I did soft research. And I'll do film stuff today, but I did soft research yesterday. And you would think that this is a really damn good top defense, but it gives me once again the same vibe of when the Eagles came in as the number one somewhere, the same vibe when the Panthers came in and they're the number one somewhere. Well, the Broncos are number two in scoring, but when you go look, they're number two in scoring because they played rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback, uh, I think Daniel Jones, the Giants. So, so they, they've put up their great numbers against really bad teams. Um, and then when they played the Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers and the Ravens and, and then teams like that, that those teams put up 20 plus on them. So we're going to have to watch and see how that defense, well, what really is it? We'll study it tomorrow. And we'll talk about it. Uh, revenge on Teddy, two gloves, Teddy, two gloves, only quarterback. I know that, that rocked the two gloves swag. Um, y'all probably, what you mean revenge? We ain't, we ain't play Teddy. I remember y'all in new Orleans. That weird 12 to 13 game, Dak, that was a 2019 season where an anomaly. Dak Prescott couldn't, only year in his career where he didn't have a comeback victory. Uh, it was a strange year. Saints game was a strange game. You know, fumbles by, I think, uh, uh, Jason Witten, a, a bad fumble call by the refs against uh, Zeke. Defense played great. Teddy was, he wasn't all that hot, but they won. They won, so we got to get revenge on Teddy Two Gloves. And then, of course, will Dak Prescott play? He talked about the spread being nine and a half. If, if that thing stays at nine and a half or goes up, Dak Prescott's playing. I'll, I'll tell you this, Fresh, if you're in here. I will not. I will listen to Vegas now. Vegas knew something. And apparently it came out that uh, Cooper Rush's father said that they knew he was playing on Thursday. So, again, that all goes back to the Dallas Cowboys keeping things close to vest, keep, keeping – their hand close and not telling people. And I love it. Even though as a, as a, as a guy who covers the Cowboys full time, that give me everything. I want to know everything so I can report it to y'all. We can talk about it as a fan. Love it. Cause it played a factor against the Minnesota Vikings. So I do think that Dak will play though. I do think he'll play. So tomorrow y'all make sure y'all tune in. I got my guy, Okoye coming back. Y'all seem to enjoy, enjoy that show. Last week that we did to study up on the the Vikings. And like I said, I think we're going to make this a, a thing. If not weekly, definitely monthly. But we're going to aim for weekly because we both like to sit down, watch the tape, 
And nobody really does it better than Okoye in regards to what he sees, especially defensively. My guy, he has a y'all call me young Jedi because I'm I'm Skywalker, right? But he has a Jedi mind when it comes to the intricacies and the nuances of the game. And I enjoy talking ball with Okoye. So we're going to bring Okoye back on tomorrow, and I think we're going to cover both the offense and the defense for the Denver Broncos and how the the Cowboys match up and where they can win and beat them on both sides of the ball. I enjoy those type of shows because we can dive into the X's and O's. So make sure y'all report back here tomorrow uh, about 8-ish. As I always say, we'll probably bring Okoye in 10 minutes or so into the show, and we'll rock out. You know what I mean? Rock out. With that said, as I'm looking here in the chat, making sure there's not anything I'm missing here, uh, I see y'all arguing amongst yourselves in here. I love y'all, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep the chat popping in there. Even, even if they got nothing to do with what I'm saying, y'all keep it popping in there. Um, what's so Stevie Mac, what's what's going on that's confirmed by Tom Pelissero? Anytime I see Tom's name, what is going on with that? Give me give me a quick update on that real quick before I head on up out of here and drop that button. Oh. Rogers has COVID. So he he likely won't play this week. Who do they play this week? If y'all mind me asking, this is kind of off the cuff here. Let me real quick. Rams is it Rams? Chiefs. Ooh, that could be an L. That could be an L. So they play the Bengals. Hold on, hold on. Who, who do they play? Chiefs. Okay, I'm not seeing Bengals. So they play the Chiefs. So that could be an L for the Packers, which helps the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, things just keep our destiny, whatever you want to call it. Things just keep happening in the Cowboys' favor. Let's let's hope. Let's let's hope that they continue to do that. But regardless of if it doesn't happen in the Cowboys' favor for other teams, Dallas just needs to handle their business, and it starts. Want to know this week, Denver Broncos at home, which by the way, we're back at home and being back at home. Y'all know that means Texas live is going to be popping. It was a light, it was light work on Sunday, but I think back home now against the Vikings, I'm sorry, against the Broncos and against the Falcons, it's going to be lit there. So make sure y'all come through. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh my goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that shrimp. Make sure y'all are there live at Texas Live Revolver Brew House. Jesse Alley Skywalker still. We have that thing popping, popping. I'm telling you, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time. Uh, with that said, man, this is the A to Z Sports Live morning show with your boy Skywalker, presented by Texas Family Fitness. Y'all know how we do, man. Got to press this button or I won't get on up out of here. I appreciate y'all coming through. Thank you for all the super chats, all the kind words, the donations. Hit that like button on the way out. Hit that sub button on the way out. Below, check out on your computer next to subscribe is the join button. To be a member of A to Z Sports Dallas, man. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your hump day. Yeah. Love you.
Peace. I want me some glory hope.